Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Welcome to Let's Get Hammered West Ham Podcast with me, Nick Davis. And me, Jack Davis, this very special episode. Do you want to explain it, Nick? Well, we're not we're not in the same we're not in the same room for starters. That, no. that's just something to outline first of all, first time we've ever done it apart. But more importantly, I'd like to introduce our very special guest at this time, Kingsley, Kings Finch. How's it going, Hello right? everyone. How are you doing chaps? All right. Yeah, not so bad yourself. Yeah, very well. It's been a yeah, I've had a bit of a busy week. Been a bit flued under the weather, but hey, I hope it all goes, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do this weekend with no football on? Oh, I don't know, mate. I kind of promised the weekend to the missus and the baby this weekend, so I think we might be going doing a bit of swimming. Um, yes. I might go and watch my team on Sunday if the game's still on, but um, I'm sure I'll be able to sneak one of the FA Cup games in at some point or whatever. Yeah, why are you not playing Sunday then? Why are you not playing personally? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually banned, so... Oh. Um, I'm, bad. I'm serving a one-game suspension. <laughs> What's that? Too many yellow cards. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually proud of this, but um, I did. I made a few bad challenges in the yellow card, and uh, it was a bit of a had a bit of a confrontation. I threw a ball at someone. I got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the petty. I mean, I'll tell you what, mate. My teammates ain't letting me live it down either. But I've been sent off for a lot worse than that. But exactly, mate. If you're gonna yeah, do it, so... do it in style. Yeah, throw a ball at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in their face. But yeah, no, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm bad. I'm serving a one-game bad for that. Yeah, uh, so Kings, do you just want to give yourself a little sort of background to our listeners, sort of how long you've been following West Ham and how often you go and stuff like that, just a general overview. Favourite player, favourite yeah. player. That's what we always like to know. Favourite, what, of all, all time? Yeah, ever, ever since you've been oh, watching West Ham, mate. Of what you've seen? Oh... I think the one that really stick, obviously, obviously Paolo Di Canio was was probably the one I think. Well, most people, but I think a young Joe Cole for me was probably one of my favourite players to watch. Yeah. When I, I think when I was growing up, I was around that so sort of about nine, ten when he was first coming through into the team, and he was just he was unbelievable. Some of the things he was doing at such a young age, he was taking the piss out of some some of the most experienced players in the league. So, but and all Trevor Sinclair, I've got to give a shout out to because he scored some amazing goals. I think he's probably one of the most underrated players to ever play for West Ham. Yeah. Never really got the uh, the plaudits he des- he deserves, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, any Joe Cole, if I'm because I've given more of a detailed description of why. So I'll go a young Joe Cole and followed by a little Decanio. All right, mate. When was your first game? Do you know what? My first, I think my first game. I was actually, uh, I was borderline Newcastle fan, so I used to love Alan Shearer. Oh. <laughs> keep that, <laughs> keep that on the fucking down low, eh? Keep that on the down low. <laughs> when, when I was eight, though, you know, I mean, he was uh, captain of England, he was scoring goals. But um, I think the first game I went to, I think I was, it was 98 or 97, and it was, it was against Newcastle. We lost 2-0, and Shearer didn't play. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I think that's, I think, yeah, that was my first game. But I think it was about seven or eight years old. And, first game, and your family like has got pretty strong connections to the club as well. You don't, you've done a bit, or you do a bit of work for the club, blah blah blah, don't you? So yeah, no, um, just, yeah, I mean, you're a West Ham fan. 
I've never Wait, known man. a woman to love to love football as much as my mum. So uh, it's all it's, it's all it's rubbed off on me over the years. But uh, yeah, no, we work down there. It's um, it's a nice little job to be honest with you, mate. I mean, we're not like the the orange coats. Like we don't have to go telling people to sit down and pipe down and things like you that. Do. You see, you see. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. You deal with people like me, disabled people, don't you? So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We just sort of stand there, and if obviously people like supporters like yourself, Nick, need any assistance or anything, really, I'm 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 there. You know, I make myself visible to people, but like I haven't got authority in a sense where I can start kicking people out and by the scruff of the neck. You know what I mean? You're not. You're not. Before people start constantly catching us on Twitter, you're not one of the snatch squad, are you? You're not one of the. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right. no, no. Just, just to keep on, that, that, we're safe. We're safe. We're, we're all, we're all friends here. Yeah, we're all friends here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Jack. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll interject now. Uh, let's get cracking. So we always do like the intro bit. So I'm just gonna run through a couple of bits. Obviously, I was on a night out last Saturday. For anyone that saw on our podcast account and uh, in Stortford, bumped into Rio Ferdinand. I, 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 I say I bumped into him. I was, do, yeah. I was sort of stalking him, waiting outside the toilet to get a selfie with him. Was that was that a cheeky little over the shoulder photo? Was it? I see. No, I, what I did is I, <laughs> I actually used I used a picture of my brother because back in the day when Rio used to be at West Ham, uh, Nick and Rio had a photo together, and I was like, "Oh, Rio, look at this!" And he was like, "Oh, bloody hell, that's back in the day." And I went, "Yeah, can I get an updated version?" So I sort of like slipped it in smoothly. I was actually quite pleased with myself. But that, but that, there wasn't over there was an over the shoulder one that King's is talking about. You took first of the ball before it happened, weren't there? Oh yeah, yeah it looked like a bit of a snog. You can see the top half of your shoulder, and your, your phone's just over. You see the bottom bit of your shoulder. Yeah, no, top you're... bit of your shoulder in the bottom bit of the screen. You're bang on, Kings. What that was is I weren't drunk enough. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I weren't drunk enough to go up and ask him for a photo at that point. So I thought, in case I <laughs> don't get drunk enough, that's that's what. But yeah, yeah. He, was, he was out in uh, out in Stortford, and he's all right to be fair. Obviously, he was getting a lot of attention, but. But fair play to him, he like had photos of everyone, so shout out to Rio. Was he with his new Towie missus? Was he by any chance? No, he was with like a oh, bunch that... of bald middle aged men. Like not not I know not to stereotype oh, type people, but not the type of people I'd expect him to be hanging around with, but no. with his old mates from when he used to be down here. Jack, we know what way you're going with yeah. a white person. <laughs> you don't expect him to be hanging around with white people. <laughs> Is that weird? No, Nick, that's just that's just your mind, mate. Oh well. Um <laughs> Just quickly, do you remember the days, Kings, when you used to be allowed to tra- at the training ground? Yeah, what? no, I, I went. Um, I went with like me, me two cousins, uh, Frankie and Mitch, my other cousins. Uh, yeah, and, and it was it was good. The players would come up to you, you have a photo of them all. I've got photos of people with Stuart Pearce. Um, there's a couple of uh, I think one for Rio myself as well. I've got a brilliant. I've got a brilliant photo of me and my brother with a pair of decanio and he's like orange chinos. Oh, Tom, I'll have to I'll have to dig it out somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to put it we'll, on somewhere. We'll put it on the podcast now, mate. I actually got do you remember Craig Forrest? Yes. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, the, the one who he had the test testing accounts there to stop playing. Um I actually got his gloves. Me and my brother got his gloves. So uh, oh, nice. he signed them and everything. We've got them, so I have to oh, again that's another thing I'll have to dig out somewhere. But yeah, no, we used to me and my brother used to do it all the time. We used to go there and it was it was different back then, wasn't it? Like you could just it was sling your Sling your arm through the, the gate or the rail, and they sign it, and you have pictures done. Yeah, it was. It was Arsenal and Berkovich had that famous rail, didn't it? Kind of put a close to order. That called a stop to order. That didn't they when he kicked him in the chest? Oh, was that why was it? Yeah, that they sort of they sort of curtailed it, and they had where you could just turn up. Now they have specific days and half term, and that at the ground, what you can they do, didn't they? Yeah, just, no. 
Sorry, Jack, we went on a bit of a detour then. That's right. I was just, <laughs> just finally on the introduction. I was going to, because uh, I've done a poll last week on the uh, joint podcast account at Get Hammered FP if anyone wants to follow it. Uh, who would be your hammer of the year so far? Just before I like tell you the results, Kings, who would your hammer of the year be so far? Winston Reid. Yeah. Winston Reid, no hesitation whatsoever. And, and Chiarty as well. Mm-hmm. But Winston Reid, he's been, even in the games where he's been absolutely stuffed, he's, he's managed to make like countless amount of blocks. And he just, he just puts his head, you know, he's puts his head where it hurts, doesn't he? And he, he, he's a no-nonsense. He's been my, probably my favourite player at West Ham for the last two, three years. Yeah. Yeah, no, think, I, I'm a, I've always been a centre half, sort of centre midfielder myself, and I think he's he's someone like you kind of you look up to in that sense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Not the obvious choice for everyone, but no, a lot of people. To be fair, a lot of people went with Winston Reid. He, I think, he came second or third. He came third. It was Obiang in second because we done a poll and it was over sort of five hundred, six hundred votes. And first, way out in front was Mikel Antonio. So I think that a lot of people. Like I mean, he's. He's been outstanding this year, Antonio. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't, obviously, can't overlook it. But I think if you're looking not just in terms of goals and assists as well, and he, and he has bad driving force going forward. Do you know what I mean? Pop yeah. has been non fucking existent this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that French money grabbing bastard a bit later on. Yeah. I'll, tell you what, mate, I'll tell you what, mate. That's next on our notes. So why don't. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh. I was good. It's almost like you've read our notes, isn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, fucking you, no. You're the most well prepared person <laughs> we've had on here. But anyway, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, we, I know you listen to our podcast quite a lot and we sort of done it to death last week, but it'd be interesting to get your perspective on Pyatt and what you think. I uh, Before I go into it, I don't blame him for going. Yeah. I don't blame him for wanting to go to a bigger club and play Champions League football. Because let's be honest, in the summer, he could have gone anywhere. Yeah. The geezer had Real Madrid sniffing around him. I mean, I was convinced, I said to like, my mates like Kieran and Ash, I was convinced he was going to Real Madrid. Because mm-hmm. I thought the obviously Dan connection, I thought it was just going to happen. And yeah. I don't blame for Gay. Obviously, the club might have made him promises, you know, but about signing a top class striker and that. And I suppose the million pound loyalty bonus helped a little bit as well. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. But um, off back, off, I just think he's shit on us from a great height. If I'm honest, like no one had even heard of him before he came to us. Yeah. He he had a great season for us, and he was. Let's be honest, bar. Take out maybe Mares and Vardy out of the situation last year. He was probably the best Premier League player, and he had stats wise and to watch and everything. He was unbelievable. But for me, if he was going to go, he should have, we should have just got rid of the summer. Yeah, and I've heard things on on Twitter saying like, oh, he wanted to go in the summer and things like that. And we should have just because we would have got a lot more money for him, supposedly. But like I say, that million pound bonus probably played a part. And obviously, if he'd been prom- promised these top signings. No, but we did go for some top strikers, let's be honest. We went for Lacazette. We went for Bushwai. We went for Backer, but none of them wanted to come, whether it was a money thing or whatever. We went for these players, yeah. and none of them were interested in coming. No, we went like Southampton. You mentioned, you boys have mentioned it, Andre Ayer. We, we, we kind of bought into accommodate for Pyatt, and I kind of agree with you there. I think, like, obviously, they know each other. They're probably friends. Mm. You know, probably wasn't the right signing, in my opinion, but I think he's a half-decent player, but... But yeah, I just like I say, getting back, to it, it's just shitting off from a great height, mate. And the way he's got about it is so unprofessional. And it's so it, it almost makes you hate him. Like that one year, I mean, he's he's, a, he's one of the best players I've ever seen at West Ham. Let's yeah. be honest. But he's 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 really he's tarnished his reputation with the fans now because of what he's done. Yeah, that's that's he's, the point. Exactly. That's the point. Me and Nick raised last week. We said like. Even if he had said at the end of the season, right, I want to leave because I'm homesick, like, he still yeah. would have been thought of as a hero at the end of the season because everyone could like get over the fact that he was homesick yeah, at the end of the season. 
But it's just the fact of he's course. done it now, and like it's the fact he's refusing to play as well. Like there's a certain way of going about things, isn't there? Yeah, it's a, but like he's like you, you boys again have mentioned it in in the last few weeks that he's got a he's got a pass for this, isn't Asli? He done yeah. it at Saint-Etienne. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was a little bit of a fuck up when he was at Lille or something like that. I think yeah. he had a scrap with one of the players, and so he's got a little bit of that in him. Yeah, like um, we obviously knew that when we took him, he had a great season. Why he chose to do it now? Why, like, it's not his family reasons. You know, it's probably fifty percent that. Yeah. He wants to go home. Obviously, he wants to play for a bigger club. And like I said, I don't blame him. Like, there'd be no West Ham fan if he'd have gone at the end of the season, would have blamed him. No. Wanting to go to, no. I mean, Marseille, I mean, purely just because it's home, like, I'd expect him to go to a Real Madrid or somewhere like that, or PSG. That's, that's maybe. what's amazing, sorry, but that's what's amazing on, me mate. now. That's what's amazing me now, the fact that <coughs> it is purely, it does seem purely based upon the fact that he is homesick. And, and it's yeah, it not, does now. It's not a very ambitious move at all, is it, really? He's like, not in terms, probably player for player, Marseille are not that much better than us, really. No, I mean, they're, they're probably, they're a big... They're a big club in France, obviously, I reckon. Do you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know if they've been in the Champions League this year or if they've been in Europe. I'm not too sure. I don't really follow French football. Like, who does really, to be honest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, he's on the where he feels he's at home, which, I mean, it's literally just coming up a minute ago on Sky Sports now that we're, apparently we're going to take 25 million for him and be rid of him, which I think is the best move. Yeah. Because there's, no, there's no way you can keep a club, a player like that in your club after what he's done. Especially we've had 125 own... grand a week as well. We've That's what I mean as well. To a certain extent as well, to be honest with you. Because if he's not going to play, we've got, we got to accept the lesser figure. We can't... We are, everyone, like a couple of people on Facebook and Twitter are saying, oh, we should hold out for 35 mil or whatever. But if he's not going to play, we've got... We've, we're at our hands tied. Like, well, it's, 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 it's a, it, a rotten apple, isn't it? It's just, all, you have, all he's doing is poisoning... The atmosphere, like, sort of the atmosphere at the club. And you don't want him... The, the last thing you want him doing is training with your young players. Yeah. You don't want him, yeah. You don't want that sort of attitude, and that, oh, I can't be bold. I'm going to turn up late every day. I'm not going to turn up because I'm too good to fucking train with the under 23s or whatever. You can't have someone like that at your club, especially around your young players, because it's like you know, a few of them young boys that seem like your Martinez. I mean, a few of them have gone out on loan now, mm. but you don't want them sort of picking up bad habits or someone like that. Although he's a top class player, you know, I mean, you can't deny it, but you don't want your young players sort of taking anything off him, you know, apart from obviously footballing ability. Yeah, no, but in course. terms of attitude, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's that's pretty much what we said yesterday. So we're all on the yeah. same page. But I think we've sort of done pie it to death a bit. So until the transfer window's open yeah, next week, we'll uh, sort of discuss it further. King, did you see? Ross, go on. What did you say? Not me. Uh, it was, uh, no, what, 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 I'm just be glad to see the back of him there. Yeah. And it's, it's no, it's no coincidence that we've won two games on the bounce without him being in the side. Yeah, he's obviously poisoning just, and it, and this like I probably might be getting onto something totally different here, but this is why I'm so I'm glad that you know, everyone's given so much shit, and now it's kind of come out what he's had to work with. Yeah, all season he's had yeah. to work with that, and obviously the thing with Obiang, yeah, Obiang, uh, not Obiang, sorry, Bonner, he hasn't been great this year, but he's come out why he hasn't been that great this year because he was awesome for us last year. Yeah, and he's obviously yeah. been playing with an injury, so it's just a sort of taste about what Billy's got to deal with day in day out. And the people that are outside the club looking in don't actually know what they're talking about sometimes. It's all good sitting there on Twitter slagging off Billich and saying he should be gone or he doesn't got a clue, he's lost the dressing room and that. But if you actually know the ins and outs of everything... Yeah, there's always, there's always stuff behind opinion. the scenes, isn't there? You, you can't jump with Bryce Cover. Uh, Kings, did you, true, see, mate. did you see the Middlesbrough game? I did, actually. I was down um, the Parringdon watching it with, yeah. uh, with Kieran. John and Mark Colton were down there as well. 
decent. Other Hala Hammers have come from near us. It was, yeah. And we, and we was like, talking about the same sort of stuff, really, to be honest. But yeah, we played... Uh, I'll let you do the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's fine. I was, I was just going to run through our team for anyone that didn't see it. The full 11. It was uh, Randolph, Byron, Redog, Bonner, Cresswell, Obiang, Noble, Lanzini, Faguli, Antonio and Carroll. And I thought for once we actually had a pretty decent start for the first 20, 25 minutes. We did. We, well, that's just bang on. You bang on there, mate. We really did. Like We created quite a lot. I mean, Antonio, like you mentioned about Antonio's chance. Like, you know, yeah. he, he should have if he opens his foot a bit quicker, that's, that's in the back of the net, isn't it? Yeah. Of, but we, we went on to win the game. So I know, Nick, you've been sort of a massive advocate or you're a massive fan of Andy Carroll, as a lot of us are. And something we picked up on when we were sitting together is uh, how well Antonio and Carroll seem to be working. Well, yeah, we, I've always said, if you can get someone to get proper crosses onto Andy Carroll's head, then that's half the battle won. Yeah, but the uh, specifically Andy Carroll and Antonio Pan up front together, how well they're working oh, with each other. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. He needs, he needs. How many, how many times have we said he needs help? Yeah, and he's getting, he's getting that help. Yeah, because, definitely. Because I think uh, Antonio does a lot of the donkey work for him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's like the thing is, you got Carroll like, so many times, especially under Allardyce. Did you see him get isolated up top on his own? And he had no one round him. And you, you, you expect him to dig you out of a hole sometimes, but he can't do it on his own. And a fit Andy Carroll will score you 25 goals a year. Yeah, yeah it's, just get, it's just getting that game time out of him, Kings, isn't it? That we've, we've done it to death it, on, for the last two and a half years. But if, you yeah. get, if, he, if he plays 30, 35 games a season, he'll be, he'd, be, he'd be a starter for England. And I, I was still surprised by that. But... Of course he will. He will. He offers something different to that England setup as well. He offers something very different. Like, all the strikers, you look at your Vardy's, your Kane's, like, and they're all like, oh, Vardy, not as much this year, but Kane's decent. You know, Rooney's. He's sort of fading out the scene a little bit, but we haven't got that one big man up there like in the Euros. Like, we, all we need, like, we were just trying to play last final third, we were just shocking, we couldn't create anything in the final third. All you needed was a couple of crosses into a big man like Carroll, could have made the difference, in my opinion. You know, I might be being a bit biased because I'm a West Ham fan, he's a West Ham player, but he could have been the difference in that Euros. Actually, got, even, got us out a bit of a hole, even with 20 minutes to go. If you've got Andy Carroll warming up uh, in an international game, you chuck him on for 20 minutes, it's gonna make. Isn't it? So yeah, on Andy Carroll for England, do you think it's a reasonable shout that if he carries on and say scores sort of five goals between now and the end of the season, or get I say tell you what, because he's got five already, gets into double figures, gets to ten eleven before the end of the season, that he'll be an outside shot to get back into that England squad. I think, I, I think he, he always is, mate. But I think it's a, it's a bit of a kiss of death whenever this talk gets mentioned. It's yeah. like. It, it, whenever they start saying Andy Carroll, these puns are just saying he's. Like I've just sort of mentioned to Nick, um, it is one of them things where he's he's got a, so he offers you something different, and all the puns start bigging him up. Start it's, it's a kiss of death. He gets injured again. He's out for six months. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's nothing like him as a footballer. I love watching him. He's just some of the like some of the things like he'll, he'll run fifty yards across a pitch and he'll win a header that he's got no right to win. Yeah. You know, he puts his body on the line. Like he's back at these defending corners. Do you know what I mean? Like, and but he just like he's the sort of player he is as well. I think probably doesn't help with the injuries that contributes to why he gets so many injuries. But yeah, no, without a doubt, if he if he scores another ten goals, and he's being all right, he, of course, he's stupid not to have him back in England team, considering how well England are doing at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, we ain't really got anyone like him, have we? Really, in that squad? No, not at all. Not uh, so, really. So just uh, just getting back to the Middlesbrough game, obviously we went ahead, but then after the first 25 minutes, we started, the old West Ham started creeping in. We started 
sort of started inviting pressure on ourselves, which is all right when you're away from home, but it's, I, I don't know, it's just, we sort of seem to go from one extreme to the next. Nick, what what, what did you think of that? Well, I, I thought, well, I had some pictures, but, but I thought we kind of, we had a blatant penalty. Yeah. For Gooley, by the way. Mm-hmm. We did, but we did sink back into ourselves a little bit, but, I don't think they ever really got behind us that much. I don't know what anyone else thought, but I thought they had a lot of the ball, but they, they never really penetrated that well. No, I'd agree with that as well, to be honest with you. I thought I thought the goal they scored was just a little bit, a bit lapsed concentration. I mean, I think Reid overcommitted himself, and that's not really been like Reid. I was kissing his ass at the start of the show, but um, he sort of committed himself too much. It's kind of like a four-on-three situation, I think, wasn't it? And a good finish, to be fair, from, yeah. from mate. We were good a little finish. bit lopsided, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as well, uh, I just want to, not that I'm going to blow my own trumpet, but in the match preview of Middlesbrough, I said the player to watch was Adama Traore, and I thought he did cause us quite a lot yeah. of problems. It was, he's, he's, he's quick, isn't he? He's like, yeah. he's scary quick, like he's, he don't look, well, he does look like he should be that quick, but he just, it's like from, from naught to nothing, he's gone, do you know yeah. what I mean? There ain't many, I mean, some fast players in the Premier League, mate, but it, with him, he just, he's, he's, he's just naught to, to 100 in God. He's frightening player. I mean, he didn't really, he didn't cause us that too many problems because otherwise they probably would have scored a few more goals. But yeah. he was probably the, the one player in the team you thought, oh, we've got to keep an eye on him. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, yeah. Like and, I, me- I mentioned before that he's very hot and cold, but I think he's definitely yeah. one to watch for the future because he's only 20 years old, isn't he? Which is frightening. That's nice. And like Nick, like you said, Nick, last week, um, you don't play for Barcelona unless you've got something about you. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, go to that academy. He's been linked with a move to Chelsea before the end of the window, hasn't he? He's a couple of yeah, yeah, I'll see that, yeah. Knocking about into Chelsea. Just um, uh, well, yeah, go on, can I just bring something random up? Like you know, Middlesbrough close to signing. Oh, Jesse Rodriguez. Oh, Rodriguez, right, yeah, actually, yeah. But then again, it's it's what is that online? Online for PSG, yeah. But again, that's I mean, a that's a massive risk. Cause he's not really settled at PSG, is he? No. And what's he going to be like in a Premiership? The only thing I think yeah, counts, in his, counts in his favour, he's worked with Karanka before at Real Madrid Academy, so I like whether Karanka can get the best out of him. But then it, but sorry, on, on the flip side, it's how long is Karanka going to be there? Because there's sort of unrest between him and the chairman, isn't there? He started coming yeah, off it, their fan, fans, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was. He was slagging off the fans during the week when he was saying they called, causing a bad atmosphere <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, to be fair, that never bodes well. When you start, when you start sort of like say cutting off your fans, it's never going to really go too good for you, is it? No, <laughs> you've got to redeem yourself quite quite quickly. Yeah, quickly. Uh, and just sort of to wrap it up, I know we're going through this very quickly, but we've got a lot of content to cover tonight. Uh, so Jonathan Caleri <laughs> obviously came on. He should, he should before his goal that literally shouldn't have been a goal, but before his goal he should have scored as well, where he's played through and he hit it first time. He should have, he should have taken it on more. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's kind of like the turning point where he's he scored a goal now. Yeah, and he'll um he can he'll kick on, but I'm still not that convinced by him. To be fair, no, I'm 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 I nah. like like Kingsley <laughs> at the start. I think if we can get another striker in, it it'll be off. It'll be off. I reckon the deal's already agreed, but it's on the understanding that if we sign another striker, it just in summing yeah. up, just in summing up about the game though, just. I thought it was another solid performance. Three goals scored, six yeah. goals scored in our last two games. Again, Pyatt has gone missing. It kind of like could say that like, the poison has been sucked out of the team a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a good atmosphere around there now, and the, and the players are working for each other. I mean, apart from the, the goal, really, we didn't make that many mistakes, and that has been the downfall of our performances all season. Is like his individual errors yeah. all across the pitch. It's, it's happened all year. It's happened in the game like Arsenal when we got. We won't talk too much about that because we know we've got a fucking arse out to us. Like in the City game, it's just individual errors across the pitch that have costed, been costing us the game. And obviously, the negative attitude within the camp because of a certain, let's not mention his name. Yeah. So, but it was a good, like last two games have been brilliant. I mean, I didn't go to the, um, the Palace game. I was there, I had some other living arrangement commitments. But from what I was told, like speaking to Kieran and Ashley, and they, they said we was just in the second half, especially it's a bit of a shit first half, apparently, from what I heard. In the second half, it's just it, something clicked, and you know, every, every, two games everyone, on the bounce. I think everyone was on side in that game. Things it just bonded everyone together. Yeah, I think things like that sometimes do. When you have got someone who just is, is being ignorant, do you know what I mean, and just doesn't want to be there, it does galvanise your fans. And I'm glad. Like I say, it's not a coincidence we've won two games on the bounce, mate. We're two good performances. So yeah, and exactly, it's, it's it, I don't I don't want to speak too soon because as a West Ham fan, if you start sort of jinxing yourself, <laughs> it's always a slippery slope. But it's, it's, it's very positive and just the only negative to really come out is obviously Noble picked up which looked like quite a nasty injury and Carroll by all accounts has picked up a groin injury and they've said it's not that serious and he's going for a scan but you, you can't with Carroll you can't take it for granted can you because it could no. be not that serious and he's out for another six weeks so we're waiting to hear the outcome yeah, of the scan and we, and we kind of touched upon it but uh, Angelo Bono has been carrying the injury since well since God knows how long really but yeah. now he's now we've signed Ponte, he's got to go in for surgery and he will be missing for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, I just want to give a special shout out to Obwana because yeah, he, definitely. He, he should have had the surgery sort of maybe a couple of months ago now, but for playing through that pain barrier for the team, and then it, it sort of... It's sort of so opposite to the Pirates situation. Yeah, it puts it into so context, opposite. doesn't it? It's just, you, you want players for, for you to play for your club like that, you know what I mean? And, yeah, he hasn't been the best this year, but now we know why and... It's, I mean, are we getting back quick enough, mate? But I'm glad, like I say, Fonte, I think he's a, he's a good signing. And I think it definitely adds to our strength and depth at the back. Yeah, 100%. Right, let's just quickly move on to do a uh, Man City match preview. Because, obviously, we've played them fairly recently in a cup. And as Kingsley mentioned about the Arsenal result, we won't say too much about when we played City in a cup. <laughs> but just sort of comparing the two slightly, I think what we did do against City was we didn't attack them. Because I think... If you sit back, Aguero and Silver and that is going to tear you apart. But their weakness is their defence, especially with yeah, the playing. So I think I think we just need to set up to literally have a go at them because they're not confident at the moment. They're not picking up results really. No. I actually thought in the in that game we did get spanked. Actually, up until the penalty they got, I don't actually think we were playing that bad. No, nah. to be honest. But it's up until the penalty, and then it just like the edge just went down, and then it started. It was three 0 within within ten fifteen minutes, and. You know, they're one of them sides. City, when they're on their day, mate, they're, they're one of the best in the yeah. league, obviously. Yeah. But, um, I think it will be a better performance. It'll be a lot better. It's going to be, in my opinion. It's going to be a better performance. Like you say, if Carroll does play, it could be it could be totally different. I, I mean, it's open playing. He, he's fit to play because, obviously, he makes a difference on his day. But I think it's, it's definitely going to be a, a better performance, especially yeah. after the last two games. And, Nick, obviously, I know you've... You're actually you've got quite in depth knowledge about Guardiola and like you've like looked into his style of play and that. And obviously there's no 
no dispute. Oh, Gillian Belleg, are you, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Gillian Belleg. He's our Spanish, <laughs> co- Spanish correspondent. Gillian oh, Belleg, that's what I am, mate. Gillian <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, he's renowned for his passing style of football, and obviously he's trying to mould John Stones into this passing footballer. And I think us having two up front, especially with Antonio's work rate, if we can pressure them yeah, definitely. from playing it out of the back, pressure them into mistakes, because that's what they've been doing recently. You look at everyone, and uh, yeah, that's I, what... If I can just come in, I just think, I just think, <laughs> I just think, no, I think that the style that um, Guardiola's trying to put across, he's, he's, starting to, he's starting to learn now. It's a bit like Rich, I was saying, it, they still turn us over 5-0 or whatever it was, but... I think this is kind of, this this is a game where we could show like we are back. You know what I mean? Where there's there is a bit of pressure on City now. I think because I think one more cut a couple more defeats, the people would, let alone question them winning the league. I think, I think they've had a couple of bad defeats as well, haven't they? This season, like Leicester away, uh, Everton like last week. So I mean, I, I I think the key for us is to keep it tight early doors. If we could keep yeah. it tight early, but if we if we let one in, then it could be the same old, same old of where um, what's happened to us against Arsenal and against Man City. You know, um, it could be that kind of issue again. Yeah, I think against teams like City and Arsenal, you're gonna, you've got to surrender the fact that you're not going to have most of the possession. Do you know what I mean? So off, so off the ball, you've got to be doing your job, really. And, and that, again, in the cup game, they got in behind us too easy. The fact that we played Norvet at right back, I don't fucking know why. That's one of what the questionable things about Billich yeah. playing Norvet at right back. But if you give them the space to run, like if you give them the space to pass to play, then they're going to play. So I think we just need to get right in their faces from the word go and re- really get up and but try and keep it like you say, Nick, keep it tight. So you don't want to go one 0 down early doors, do you? No, no, because then, it, then it's kind of like the floodgates might open again, you know? Exactly, exactly. I think there's no dispute in the fact, obviously. Fonte is the one that's going to come in for Ogbonna but is there any other changes you make really no I'd, I'd keep it more or less the same mate I'd keep what it about, what about if Noble is injured who would you bring in for Noble that's a question isn't it yeah a uh, million dollar question with Kiara do, you know <laughs> do you know what I would do what I'd, I'd give Noble a game in centre mid yeah, yeah. I would. he actually I would. played there for, for Munch and Gladbach didn't he yeah he yeah, did yeah, before yeah, we bought him he was playing there so and that's, yeah, kind of, and that's kind of my defensive feel at the moment is that you've come into a foreign country and we, I think we, we all watch enough football to agree that it takes players time to settle in a foreign country, let alone play out of position in a foreign country, which, which he has been doing. So I'm still kind of quite defensive with a North right at the moment. And I, I, think I, would... I mean, he's definitely not a right back, <laughs> what I just said. I'm not like, it's the part I just said, I don't think he's a bad player, but he's just not a right back. No. Like, he just gets skinned. Like, when Rashford, like, when we were standing in it, when we were in the Man United game, and he literally, Rashford come on and within five minutes, he'd skinned him and they'd scored. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just things like, he got, he's not a right back. But like you said, he could do a job in centre midfield. He could do it. That's where he was playing for, for Munch and Gladbach. So why not? You're going to have to, really. If no boys injured, who else are you going to put there? Yeah, that's the thing. You got, you got any ideas? It's, it's either Nordwright and Fernandes. I mean, I like Fernandes, but I think it's just too soon for him at the moment. He's still, he's still a young player. And I think it's a tough ask for him to sort of... Because when you're playing a two-man central midfield, you need both players to try and like really grab the game by the scruff in the net, which is like yeah. Kiate and Obiang so good at. And I'm just not yeah. sure he's that accustomed to the premiership yet to be able to do that. I think as well with Fernandes, like, I think he's a bit more of a forward-thinking player. 
Do you know what I mean? So maybe having him sitting, like we, we seem to have the two sitting, maybe if you're ask, asking him to, sorry, excuse me, asking him to be a bit too disciplined, you kind of might be taking a little bit out of his game because he's quick, isn't he? Yeah. He's quick. Yeah, yeah. He's good at like, he's the sort of player like, he'll get the ball and run with it. Like, he's a decent little player, man. I think for the future, he's going to be, he's definitely going to be one for the future. And he, the performances I've seen, the games I've seen him playing, he's put in good performances. But whether I trust him to sit with Obiang would be my concern, really. Or even maybe Oxford. Do you know what I mean? We ain't seen yeah. him this year. Maybe it's a big game to bring him into, but he can play he there. Yeah, he could definitely feature. And something I read, so I was doing a little bit of research for his podcast, as I always do, because I'm the driving force behind this, as everyone knows. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't reach out and slap you this week so you can get away, <laughs> get away and make comments like that uh, no in the form table sort of last six games we're actually sit for Man City are eighth which I thought was quite interesting well mate it just shows how much we're on the turn we are hopefully and how, how much they are sort of struggling because people say oh yeah City they've, they'll turn it around but you, you don't know do you Chelsea had an off season so everyone's yeah, having off season and just just like a random point that I'm going to make about while we're talking about Man City you look at the average age of their squad they're full of, their squad's full of ageing players yeah and also also you look at you look at the, their most successful players their biggest players they're all players that are signed, were signed by Mancini whether it be Silva Torre coming yeah. back into the record Aguero so you've got to question the recruitment since uh, Mancini's left. They spent, I think, four or five hundred million quid. And you look at players like Mangala, they paid £37 million pounds for him. Now he's out on loan at Valencia. So it's just like... That's a, bit, that's, that's a lot of money for someone who hasn't really done it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so no, that was my little random contribution about that. Well, you're right as well, but they've got the big players that can win games though, haven't they? They've got your Aguero and as much as he isn't too hot at the moment, you, you always fancy him for a don't you? Uh, De Bruyne he, as well, I think, is one of the best players in the Premier League on this yeah. day, De Bruyne. It's He's close. capable of so much, he creates so much. Um, Silver as well, he just glides past people and he doesn't even, he's not even the quickest little player really, is he? He's just got that sort of low centre of gravity. He's just like to glide past people. Very, yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's good. That's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. Oh, just, just uh, because, <laughs> sorry, just because we mentioned Lanzini, can we bring up about Manuel Lanzini's dad? Yeah, you crack on with it. You crack on with it. That's my that's my day. Seriously, I only found out about this today when Jack retweeted it. But yeah. Apparently, Manuel Lanzini, dad goes to home every game, home and away. He, yeah, and, he makes. I said the picture in Borough Borough Station and stuff like that. Yeah. Fucking like fair play to it. obviously he don't live over it or he might live over in Wisconsin. To be fair, I think he does because he's like Lanzini's brothers that live over as well. They all live in Canary Wharf, so I think he might live over it as well. Ah, uh, you got you got to love that. You got to love that far away. Yeah, yeah that's quality, mate, isn't it? That's like all all this bullshit has come out about Pyatt and that. But it shows you people still do love football, didn't they? And like love watching yeah. their kids play football. I just no, I, yeah, I did that. That was just a heartwarming thing that I've. It'd be happy to see, really. Yeah, no. Nah, it's nice to think to watch. Yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah. Uh, just finally, on the City game, as we do every match preview we do, Kings, let's get a prediction from you first. I'm going to go 2-0. Two 2-0. All. Two all. Oh. I think a 2-0 all draw. I think, I think we might even get an early goal. You know, I'm very really fancy maybe to get an early goal. But I just think City, you know... Yeah, I think me, me gut saying... Without trying to say we're going to get beat, I think I'm going to go over draw for two or yeah. Nick? Um, just a lot of things. Will A, you be back? 
if he hasn't, because he played it, like all these things about he's got malaria. No, he played the other night. They're, they're through, though, aren't they? They're in the quarterfinals. I thought they got knocked out. No, oh, I, thought, I thought they did, but they lost their last game, but they still got through. They're in the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, from from me anyway, the Man City game hinges on whether Carroll plays or not. Yeah, I'd smack a point. I'd smack me around off for a point, but also I'd just smack me around off for a better performance than we would play him in the cup. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, even if he do lose to two one or three one, as long as it ain't embarrassing, as long as there's a like a massive better Effort. difference in the performance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course you like. Do you know what I mean? You're not at the end of the day. You can't. Although we've done well against big teams last year, you can't expect to, you know, you should be, really. I mean, you don't, you know, you should be saying that, really, playing a big side for, oh, yeah, well, you know, to, like, lose but not get stuffed sort of thing. But City are a good team. And although they haven't been the best team this year and they've had a few trouncings by lower teams, they still are a good side. Yeah. On so their I'm, day, they can beat anyway. I'm going to go 2-1 City. I think it's going to be a closer game, a tighter game, but City are going to pinch it. Uh, I'm going to be ever the optimist. I'll uh, I'll go for I'll go for one of victory. Keep a clean sheet and nick it. Oh, cool. I think. Cool, Jack. Yeah, nice. We'll, we'll probably lose it three 0 now, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so let's move on again because I doubt we'll get a chance to come on in between the City game on a Wednesday night and the Southampton game on a Saturday. So I know it's hard to sort of do a preview of a game when there's a game in between. But let's just do a no. quick preview of Southampton. Because uh, obviously, as we've mentioned, Fonte's moved, so that'd be interesting. Give, yeah, go on. Give, give our thoughts about Fonte then, just as well. Just as well. well we've we've got right. a transfer feature coming up where okay, we'll discuss right. him. But obviously, um, yeah, go on. Sorry, my main takeaway from this is now that now Southampton are in a cup final. We've all seen it in the past before, where teams get to cup finals and sort of take their eyeball off the league a little bit. Yeah. So I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of hoping that sort of similar type thing happens. And Southampton are a bit patchy in the league, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we can win this. I think we are, we need, again, we need a better performance this time. Because, uh, to be honest, they actually, when they played us at the London Stadium early on in the season, they kind of took the piss out of us, I thought. Yeah. I thought they, because one of the goals, they literally fucking walked it in. I thought your, co- <laughs> I thought your, co- I thought your cousin was going to cry. I thought Frankie was going to cry at that game. Oh, mate. He was... games, like, you didn't take the piss out. I mean, Southampton are good sides, to be honest. They're not a bad side. They haven't been great this year. But they, they took the piss out of us in that game. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could have won that game about five. Could have been five, yeah. five, five, six. That was, that was a terrible, terrible day. Yeah. Uh, we could we could also something I didn't mention in the City game. Obviously, breaking news tonight is that uh, Snodgrass has signed. So I get think, in there, great signing. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I know a, a lot of people like Faguli, but I think he'll come in and re- replace Faguli. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I, I think Faguli might go now. Yeah, there's rumours that if we can get money for him, he's going to Rome. Right, Rome, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Snodgrass will come in for Fagouli. And also, before the Southampton games, we might have one or two new more, uh, two more new faces. Well, it'd be before the City game, wouldn't it? Because it's transfer window on Tuesday, end of the transfer window. Yeah, yeah so everything will be done, in and out to be done by then, wouldn't it? So. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on to transfers in a minute anyway. But as I said, there's not really a lot you can discuss on Southampton. I mean... They've obviously they beat Liverpool, didn't they, in a cup? But in the league, it's not been great. But I think again, if we, if we attack them, obviously the losing Fonte has sort of left a gap in their defence. I know Van Dijk's a brilliant defender, but he's got to have someone beside him, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, is, is Van Dijk injured at the moment as well? He was, yeah. He, he travelled to Liverpool, but he he didn't make it. I don't think. So yeah, he's, I think, I think he's, he's carrying a knock, isn't he? I think. Yeah, Van Dijk. 
no, we, could, um, we could get them. We could get them, I reckon. Come on, let's have your predictions, boys. 2-1. Win. 2-1 win. Nick? Yeah, for South Africa. Me and me, Chuck that out there. Chuck that out there as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm being so optimi- optimistic on this podcast. I'm actually quite alright, but I'm going to go 2-0. We'll be, we'll be qualified for the Champions League by the time we finish if Jack does his <laughs> <laughs> Nick? Um, I, I think we might win 2-0. I think we win 2-0. Yeah. yeah. yeah me, me and you are going up there, Jeff, and we are down there, whatever you want to say about it. Going so, down here next Saturday, yeah. So it's uh, always seems to be a good day down there, but... Obviously. Yeah, because last time we went to a strip club, didn't we? Well, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, well, well I wasn't going to mention it, but you said it now, so... <laughs> we did. Go, like, no, last, we time did. We went, last time we went to Southampton away, we ended up in a strip club, so that was yeah. alright. Did you? Well, not, not by default, but the bar... <laughs> not, by, not, by, not by design, the barmaid just took, um, started taking her top off, so it was just a bit weird. Right, yeah, anyway, moving on from that sort of controversial strip club update uh, let's move on to transfers and that's our new feature strip club update strip club update we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> every time we go away we're just going to visit a different strip club <laughs> I'm so lucky Rose ain't sitting next to me right now but uh... <laughs> palms are off in the room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway let's start as we've sort of discussed him throughout this podcast Jose Font 8 million I mean some people are saying 8 million for 33 year olds a lot of money but in today's money and if you look at it like we signed the Euro 2016 winner, I think I don't think eight million is a lot really with the leadership qualities he brings as well. Yeah, um, no, I think you're right. I think I was a bit to be fair. First, I was a bit like, oh, do we really need him? Do you know what I mean? It's gonna obviously we've got Ginge and we're gonna limit sort of Oxford to very minimal game time. But obviously, then the Obana thing come out. Yeah, and it made perfect sense really. And he, like Billich said, we, he wasn't a target of ours until he become available really. Yeah. So. I think, oh, mate, sorry to interrupt, but Darby, that, that, Darren that, Bench. That was, that was Darren, terrible. That was terrible. Did you see Darren Bench yeah, scored the worst own goal? How was he? I've not got it on, I must admit. It's dire. That is yeah, yeah. Have a look. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm fond. Um, I'm thinking, it's a, it, it a lot of money for a 30-plus year old, but the same old thing. You pay, you pay the money, you get the play. You don't pay the money, you don't get him. So yeah. it's like... I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do exactly he's gonna be worth the money. He's gonna do a job that he's gonna, you're gonna get what you pay for basically. With him. I think he's, he brings like say brings leadership qualities. He's he's gonna organise at the back, and that's only gonna help because we've got Reed at the back, who's a very good organiser as well. Yeah, I think so. That's, it, I think I, that, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Kings. I think they will complement each other really well, and it could work yeah. out to be a very strong partnership. And obviously it helps because you've got Cresswell's experience, but you've got a young Sam Byram on the other side. Yeah. And them two in a I'm very excited about Byram, through. to be fair, this yeah. year. Very, I think he really could be a player for us, Byram. Yeah. I mean, hopefully now he's got that injury behind him and that was just like literally a one-off, just one limb, one limb, one shit. You feel that, you feel the hamstring going, there's nothing you can do, is there really? Yeah, of course. No, no. Um, uh, but do you find, this is just want... a general point, I just might raise a general point. Do you yeah. find, like on the internet, People was like, spend some fucking money, spend some fucking money. And then we do spend it. It's like, oh, that's a bit too much for... Yeah, yeah, it goes on all the time, doesn't it? So they can't win. The board, the board, I've been kicking on the board this this season, but they can't, at the moment, with certain fans and that, they can't win. And I think as well, because obviously, again, as we mentioned, breaking news, we've signed Snodgrass, I think it's initially 7 million with like 3 million add-ons. And a lot of people are saying 10 million for Snodgrass. Why are you paying that? But he's been... 
all right, Hull have been poor, but he's been one of the most on-form midfielders this season. Yeah. No, he has. And if you go back as well, he's he offers you, like, I'll probably get crucified for this now, but he offers you very similar qualities to Pi in, in terms of, like, set-piece. Set-piece. He's, he's got very good feet as well. Yeah. And also, he's, been, he's a grafter as well, mate. He's been down in the championship with, like, three different clubs. Mm-hmm. So, he's not, he, he ain't afraid to get stuck in either. So, I think he could be... Um, and you think he'd, he'd be a decent addition, mate, to finish. The disaster we had in the summer with bringing players in from here, there and everywhere, not a lot of them is successful. But I think we're bringing solid, experienced Premier League players in Font and Snodgrass. Just, yeah. Just ticks all the boxes for me, really. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think... I said to you Saturday, Nick, when we spoke, I, I think it's... I think if we can get, get that deal done, which we've done it now, Font, A and... It look it looks like he's going to be Hogan again. I still think it's a bit of a gamble. Fifteen million for a player who's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, and he's only had one full season really in a, in a championship. But if if we could get them three deals done, it, it wouldn't be too bad. But again, I'll, I'll touch on it again that I'd rather I'd like to see a striker come in on loan just mm. to see. Cause I think we'll get more for our money in the summer. And just on that as well, because uh, that's interesting. You raised that point about Hogan. Apparently, it's uh, Golden Sullivan that are trying to push through. Like, it's, it's been so many different values banded about, but I think it's about 15 million, isn't it? And yeah. the owners are trying to push it through, but apparently, it's Billich that's got reservations, so he's sort of stalling on it. So, after me and Nick have discussed this. We think he's still hoping that the foe might sort of make moves at Sunderland and say, what? I want to go, and he's holding out the foe. Yeah, potentially, mate. I mean, it's just again, like this is what you're saying about Fonte. Do you, are we, you know, if if it happened deadline day and they said, right, well, fifteen million for the phone, would you be happy with it? I think, uh, just looking at it in layman's terms, I think I'd be happier playing fifteen million for the phone than I would Hogan. But off the yeah, back, no, yeah, that's probably a fair comment to be honest. But off the back of our last two results, boys, is there any urgency to bring in a striker at this point? But it, depends, I, it depends on how long Carroll's out for. Got Ayu coming back though. That's the only. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not Sacco as well. Mm. I'm not saying that I agree or disagree, but bear in mind if if Sunderland get relegated, which is like ninety percent now, we're going to pick him up for nothing in the summer. Sorry, boys, just interrupting as well. I've just seen on Sky Sports News it's got along the bottom. I know it's Sky Sources, so take it with a pinch of salt. But uh, Sky Sources, Brentford willing to lower their fifteen million asking price for Scott Hogan. Oh, look at uh, Sky Sports News. I can't pick their time any better. I know. We, oh. we, we, could li- we should literally keep this on the back when we do all our podcasts. <laughs> Just get coverage update all the time. But I think... Like, I think like, yeah, to be fair, forget... Yeah, go on, go on, sorry. I'll just say, anything less than 15, like, even if it's like 12 or something, it'd be better than... Because it's a gamble at the end of the day, isn't it? it, it yeah. It's a massive gamble on a player who's had so many injuries and has mm. had one like, proper season. So, it's a touchy... You know, a lot of people will say, no, he's not proven that. But then it could be an Antonio situation or a Cresswell situation where yeah. they come in and just fucking hit the ground running. So, yeah. Just uh, on another sort of incoming that's gone under the radar, because obviously he's one for the future, is we've signed Nathan Holland from Everton. He's an 18 year old who plays for England under 19s, and apparently his key attributes pace. But that's something I've noticed about us in the last couple of seasons in particular that we are focusing on youth and getting like the likes of Martinez in from abroad, and we are sort of thinking about the future, whereas before we were just like relying heavily on the players that are coming through our system. We were actually going out and nabbing players from other clubs now. Yeah, young players who like like say, yeah, look to the future. It's good really. Yes. Yeah. Other clubs are doing it, aren't they? 
because you're you're excited to see people like like even Samuelson as well. And I mean, I know we loan them out, and but it's a good feeling. Like, Martinez going at Oxford is gonna gonna probably toughen him up a little bit. Yeah, might you know he, if he gets ten. 12 goals, that's that's a decent return for a striker on a six-month loan deal. Yeah. And, you know, he might break into the first team, maybe maybe not next season, but the season after, who knows? Yeah, exactly, he's still only young. And just on the outgoings, obviously you mentioned Martin is going to Oxford. Also, Marcus Brown's gone out on loan to Wigan, which is a good move, championship side. So if he can get yeah. in there and get a couple of games under his belt, because a lot of people are raving about him as well. Yeah, he's, quite, he's very highly... Go on. I, just, I just think, no, like, I agree with you, but I think... When's the last time? I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, like the last decent player we had out on loan. Like now, but now, like over the period when obviously Carrick and Cole were coming through, we were loaning people out. The foe, obviously, he was banging goals in for Bournemouth for 18, 19. And we did, for the longest time, we didn't kind of have that where we had players out on loan. But now you look at it, we got Reese Burke out on loan, obviously, Martinez and Brown now. And, um, I don't know, I'm sure we're going to come onto it, Jack, but there's rumours linking Reese Oxford to the loans before the end of the window. Yeah, Rangers, yeah. Which I think yeah. would be fa- fantastic. I, th- I think it would be good to get him out alone, especially sort of that sort of environment, because I think the Scottish Premiership sort of a similar standard to the Championship, isn't it? And also, playing, like, it's only one game or two games, but playing an old, an old firm derby. Yeah. I think that, that's, that's a major yeah. kind of... Old... That's going to be experience, isn't it? It's going to be a proper experience. And I, well, and I agree, style rivalries, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I'd, I completely agree with your point about um, the champ, uh, Scottish, Scottish Premiership is a similar sort of standard to the Championship. And he's in a successful team as well. He's not going to be scrapping down the bottom. They're going to be winning most weeks as well, which is kind of a newish experience for a young player. So, no, I'm, I'm, it's kind of a little bit outside the box, but I'm fully behind it. Yeah. Yeah, and I just yeah, want to no, give, definitely. while we were talking about the youngsters, I just want to give like sort of an update. Daniel Henry was on loan in, I think it was Denmark. Yeah, but he, Yeah, he's done his cruciate ligament, so he's out for the rest of the season. He's returned to us, and I think that could virtually be his West Ham career over now. Yeah, we'll let him go. Yeah, that's all I've wanted. Yeah, it is. And it's like, because he's he's had a, he got injured at Blackburn last season as well, and I think he's he's very injury prone. And if he, if he was going to get in the yeah. first team, because he's slightly older than the current crop we've got, he would have been kicking on by now. Yeah, about 22, is he about 22, something yeah. like that, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, so, uh, it's, like, it's unfortunate, but I suppose it's the way it is. Yeah, of course. And Kings, I just want to get this, we'll, we'll just sum up our transfers. If you could bring in two more players before the end of the season, but like sort of, Ones that would actually like not like Messi and Ronaldo, but like, but if you could bring yeah. two people you think would come, who would it be? That's a tough one to be honest with you. Like, I can understand why we're looking down in the championship, yeah. Like, I get that. Like, like Hogan, he, a lot of people are raving about him, so you know, maybe if we could get that deal over the line for a little bit of a lesser fee, yeah, like, maybe a bit less, but it's quite hard, man. I mean, obviously, you've got your like for me, like, if we could have got Bashwai in at the start of the season. That would have yeah. been one for me because in more relaxed. But obviously, we tried to get and they weren't going to happen. Um, for me, it's still going to be it'd be a loan deal. It would be like a loan player just to come in and do a job for six months. If he if he does, if he sets the world alight. But I don't know, mate. You've got me here. Like someone like even like, like Gabby Ardini that yeah. um, Southampton are linked with. Someone like that. Yeah. Someone who could come in. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe get him just even with that Niang as well obviously was he's gone to Watford now but he might he might have someone we could have had him on loan to the end of the season yeah yeah you know it's, just, it, it's interesting that isn't it the Watford have gone after 
Oh, they've got that Nyang because they were the ones in the running with us for uh, Hogan. Hogan. So, like, it seems as if they're interested in his call now, so it's down to us, really, unless anyone else wants to come. Yeah. So, uh, gonna, but like, yeah, come. Cool. I'm going to sound I like a record, mate. No, no, I think we've got to wait till the summer, though, mate, to be honest. If we want to get that big player, we've got to wait till the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a point that you made just quickly, Kings. Our season's more or less over now, isn't it? We're out of both clubs. We could, <laughs> we could, we, well, we could finish between like 8 to 12, but like, not really. So there's no point kind of going out. No, not really. Out on a limb it, bring one of your, your youngsters in, you know, give them a go. Like, you, like, you can afford, like, say, to see, you know, it's just about finishing as high as you can now, really, isn't it? So. I mean, like, and also as well, like, like the bit you said earlier about not, do we need a, a, a another striker? We've got Sacco to come back as well, which we haven't mentioned. Yeah, you know, but again, the Iman Carroll are very two injury prone players on their day. Like, even Sacco on his day, mate, the way he runs the channels and chases down lost causes, mm-hmm. he's he again on his day, he's quality, but you can't rely on him to be fit all year. Yeah. So then, obviously, we've got another player, Antonio up front, and have we got another striker? Is he really a natural striker though? I don't, I, don't he... I don't think oh, he is. And if you get into the situation again, because obviously we've missed, been missing Carroll and Sacco for quite a lot of this season. If you get into that situation again and you still want to play two up front, I think IU and Antonio, they're both sort of makeshift strikers. So I don't think you can play them up front together. Yeah. No. Can't, both them two players can play anywhere across the, the front line, really. Yeah. But wouldn't necessarily call them out and out like number nines. No. Nah. For a word or a phrase. Can yeah. I just make? I sound like a fuck record on this podcast, but it, again, it blows my mind we haven't signed the right back, and it also blows my mind that we're not, we don't look like we're going to sign one from all reports that we kind of ended all interest think, in signing a right back. So it, I think we should, we should I, we're desperate for cover at right back because if anything happens to Byron, I agree with you there, Nick. To be honest with you, I think I was to be fair. Touching back, I don't think uh, Glenn Johnson would have been a decent signing if yeah, you could get him I, in for I, four I, five I bill. Yeah, just even as cub, like maybe not even as cub, but like for a bit of experience for Byron. Yeah, because if, if he gets injured again, Byron, we're gonna have to stick fucking Norvite at the back again, exactly. right back or Antonio, and he's wasted right back. For me, for, I mean, for me, for me, that's that's for me, that's more of a priority than a striker. To be honest with you, yeah, no, in, in some respects, but like, like I say, the, the striking option, as long as we get someone in, he can do a job for six months. The striking option, I think, can wait to the summer where we can get probably a bit more for our money and maybe get a proper striker. Like, and let's be honest, like a 30, 40 million. Yeah. If he was willing to spend that in the summer, why wouldn't we be willing to spend that again? And but yeah, right back here, for me, he's a massive, he's a massive thing as well. Just to frighten the mix as well, just to frighten the mix. So he talks about money there, and I read somewhere the other day. If we finish something like twelfth this season, we still get over a hundred million from like TV rights, which is a ridiculous amount of money, isn't it? Yeah. Stupid. Isn't it? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you could go and buy Messi for that. No, you probably couldn't buy Messi, but you know you could buy yeah. someone of a world class caliber. Do you know what the I mean? Thing, the problem is, we're not gonna unless we're in the Champions League or in Europe, we ain't gonna attract that big striker, and that's why we didn't get that big world class striker in the summer. Well, we fucked it with, with with the Europa League. A lot of people said at the time, I'd rather not be in it anyway. But why wouldn't we want to be in Europe? Why would you not want to play in a European competition where you're, you're travelling all around Europe, playing against... All right, you might play some shit teams from fucking Moldova, but it'd be funny, we lost against some shit team from fucking Romania, or exactly. whatever it was. So, Twice. Yeah, so why would you want to be in it? But like I said, like you've got to be playing in, in these competitions to, to sign attract, that to big attract striker. players. Yeah. And yeah, just, on, just, just on your point, Jake, like 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't say, I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head now, but 
players like are oh, signing for Bournemouth or Watford turning down interest from like Italy and Spain because they can get more money at Bournemouth and Watford than they can hypothetically AC Milan. Yeah, you know? that's it. They're not exactly bigger clubs, are they? Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, you're right. Just because just, just the amount of revenue that's in the Premier League now, well, the money in, in Serie A. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, that, right that, then, that was just a side. That was just a complete side point. Right, let's move on to one of our favourite features, which is quiz quiz week. Uh, this week, oh it's, yes, it's our top goal scorer. So you, Kingsley, and Nick are going to go head to head. So uh, oh, here you go, Nick. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back go, season go. by season. I just want you to name the top goal scorer from that season. So last season, Kings, you go first. Top goal was it? Oh fucking hell! Oh, was it Antonio? Antonio, Nick, what do you think? I- I'm inclined to agree with Kings. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid you're both wrong. Oh, Noble, Noble, Noble. Nope. Like penalty. Nope. Nope. Sacco. Oh, boys, Carol. what are you boys? What are you doing? <laughs> Go on then, Jack. Put us out of the misery. Dimitri Payet. Oh, fuck. Was he a goal scorer, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't think he's going yeah, to double figures. Yeah, but there's a reason. Re- we, we knew what we were doing there, Nick, didn't we? You no, still want to mention his name. We've wiped him from West Ham. Who's that? Yeah, we, I don't <laughs> even know who he is. <laughs> uh, right, the season before, 14-15. I'm going to go with Noble here. Penalty. Kings? What was yeah, Under Maladice, wouldn't we? Playing very... No, yeah, yeah, we were. Um, oh, mate, again, it's Cole and Cole. Oh, <laughs> no, boys, no. Diaf Sacco. Sacco, yeah. Right. Season... I, can't, I can't get my years right now. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Season before that, 2013, 2014. Carol? Uh, I've been trying to go with Nick on that one as well, to be honest. Carol? Boys, you, you're shit at this. <laughs> You was close, we we haven't, that's what I mean. We haven't got that goal scorer, though, have we? No. <laughs> Nolan. Have... Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. But I'm not giving yeah, you that because you got it right oh. first. Uh, season before that, 12 13. Nope. <laughs> what was it? No. Someone like the army or something? Nolan. Yep, yeah, Nolan again. He's <laughs> <laughs> saying the same fucking answer. <laughs> that, that's the thing, yeah. It could, it could be the same people repeated. Uh, 2011-2012 that was our championship season wasn't it Nolan just to put it in context Cole 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 no you said Nolan first Nick <laughs> it is Cole and Cole all fans take one of the two oh, Kings who are you going for oh, Cole Cole yes we've actually got someone yeah. someone's got one right Nolan yes get in <laughs> yeah 2010-2011 <laughs> two, two, the season got relegated Nolan. season we got relegated um, oh, fuck it. Scott Parker <laughs> <laughs> Denver Bar. No, oh, it was, yeah. It was Colton Cole. Yeah. It? Colton Cole. And then, finally, the season before that, 2009-2010. Colton Cole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Colton Cole. Yeah, you're both right. <laughs> yes. That, that, game, that game should just be called Cole or Nolan, shouldn't it, really? Colton Cole and Nolan, yeah. We're <laughs> uh, both not County now. So, you know, yeah. there's a bit of a, there's a yeah. pattern going there. But, we, uh, we, we, we think they're playing a trick down here, Kings. If, if they sign George McCartney, we're gonna we're gonna go on a um, a Harlow Hammers trip down to not, uh, watch Notts County if you want to come. Oh, yes, as long as there's yeah, it's like you say, he's got to be in a, a strip bar down if you to go in, isn't <laughs> there, mate? Exactly. Always. <laughs> Always. As long as, as long as they got wheelchair access, as long as they got a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Nick, you should retire because Kings has beat you on that quiz. 
I'm shit quizzes. Oh, do, do you know what? I'm very disappointed myself as well, mate. There, because but it's hard when you put on the spot, though, isn't it? The captain yeah, didn't prepare myself for that one. Uh, right, I've, I've got a new feature in this week because it's sort of like halfway through the season. So I've oh written, yeah, I, wanted, I can't wait to this. I've written down all the players' names and given them a rating out of ten. So obviously my ratings are already there, but I just want to get your boys' perspective. So I'll read each name out and then I'll ask you for your rating out of ten. And, and your rating, give your rating when you read them out as well. Yeah, I'll give my you two do yours first, so you, you can't be influenced right, by it. Uh, so well, Randolph, I've got, I've got them written down. Exactly. Randolph, Nick first. I'd be, I'd give Randolph a seven. Seven. Solid seven. Kings. I'll go eight. 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 I don't yeah. think he's put a foot wrong, to be honest nah. with you. Nah. I mean, there was that, that there was that thing at Liverpool, weren't there? That slight mistake. But then he made, made up for it with that brilliant save. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, a solid eight. Solid yeah. eight. Yeah. I've, I've gone for nine, in fact. So, I have seven, eight, nine. Nick, Adrian. Like Randolph. <laughs> um, Adrian, six. Six. Kings? Yeah, they five. dropped five. Team. Kings have gone for five. five. That's Adrian. what I went for as well. I think it's just... He is prone to that mistake, isn't he? You can never fully rely on him. I love He's him. always had it in him. Yeah. Always had it in him, but he... Uh Next, I know this is hard because he's not really featured much, but on the games that he has played, Byron. I, f- I think I'll give him a seven because he kind of, when he plays, it kind of gives us a chance. That, that makes us a, but it makes our whole state look better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with Nick there. Seven, I reckon, because he does. He, he does offer you. He, he offers you quite a bit, especially going forward as well. And it's nice to have actually two fullbacks that can go forward quite comfortably. Yeah. Now that was a clean sweep that time. We went for sevens. Uh, yeah. Ah, next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come well. on, I'm definitely going for a two here. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, your prediction for Arbaloa? Um. I'm, I'm just going to give him a two. Because he's hardly played, so I'm not, I'm not even going to... He ain't done it. Whenever we've played, he ain't offered enough for me to think, oh, bloody hell. Get an Arsenal game. He come on after Collins, who was injured after two minutes and just got yeah. roasted by Ox. Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. every time. So, I don't know. That's, that's, you know, I'm not saying this, that's an easy thing to do, but every time he's played, he ain't done enough for me. So, yeah. two. two. I, I, I was pretty much on the same theme. I gave him slightly higher. I gave him a four. But uh, there's, there's actually someone I've given lower, but we'll come on to that. But yeah, just Go to echo... Yeah, it is, it is, to be fair. But uh, just, to, just to echo your reasons, it, it is just... I think he's just... The Premier League just passes him by now, doesn't it? When he does come on, it's just too quick for him. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Right, Uh We've a little asterisk, but a five. Sort of for all your reasons, like that, like earlier on. So yeah, he's not playing I'll his go. position. I go five as well, but only because of that fucking stupid tackle against Spurs. Uh, otherwise, he probably would go six. That's a fair point, to be fair. That's a that's great a, point. Great that's, point. That's a great point. I, I gave him a six, and I didn't think of that Spurs thing. But now I'm downgrading it to a four, just purely on your evidence. Yeah. Purely on your evidence. <laughs> uh, Reid? Um, seven from me. Seven from me. Seven? I don't. I'm not. Right, I'll give him eight. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm more. Gent, I'm, people have to work hard for a good rate. I've got my good rate written down. What left to do? Literally oh. bleed for the team. Well, well he's, 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 sorry, yeah, he's been our best player this year, mate. I'm going to go. If I'm going to give someone full marks, it's going to be. I'm going to go with ten for Winston Red. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, really put wrong, is he? Nah. He hasn't really. Uh, Ogbonna. 
Um, just for bravery and what we know now, even though he ain't been that good, but just because he's been carrying injury, I'll give him a six. Yeah. So I would mark him lower, but I'd go seven. I think. I think. I, I think he's been as terrible as everyone says he's been. But obviously, knowing what we know now, then you, you understand the reason why. So I'd go seven. Yeah. I've got, I've gone yeah, six as well. So. Just just uh, out of gratitude to him, really, for what for what he has done. Yeah. Uh, Collins. I'd go six. He's made a couple of fuck-ups in that, but every time he comes in, he, he, he does it all right for his age and that, and he's a big rafter and I like him. Yeah, six, I reckon. He, he just puts his head on the end. He'll get his head on the end of anything when he's just an old-fashioned centre-off. And he's, he saved us a lot as well, to be fair. Yeah, I've got. I've actually gone Not for seven, because uh, like you boys said, he's old-fashioned. The thing I like about him as well is like we've, we've signed Fonte now as well, but he's like... He's he's not he's not getting unsettled and like speaking out against a team. The fact that we just signed another centre back, he's happy just to like play his bit part, isn't he, and just get on with it. Yeah, he knows he's not getting any younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cresswell. In the games he's played, oh, seven, I reckon seven. Yeah, six. He's had a seven. couple of ropey individual mistakes, I think. But. Mm-hmm. Seven from me. He's up there. He's up there with Antonio. He's like the solid. Like I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He creates a lot for us as well, doesn't he? So yeah, I'd echo Kings. It's it's a it's a seven from me. I felt felt like I was on strict seven. Seven. Uh, yeah, no, it's a seven from <laughs> me. But uh, I just don't think he's been as good as he was last season. Whether that injury is yeah. taking his toll on him a bit, but he's, he's still an excellent left back and one of the best we've had for a number of years now. But uh, he's just he's just been caught out a bit defensively this season. Uh, Maserato. Joe, I actually thought he think he's been all right in the game he's played. I'd probably go a six there. Yeah, I, I'll rate him as well. Yeah. To be fair, I think he's done, he's not as bad as everyone's right. making out. I forgot. Well. I completely forgot about him. To be honest, yeah. He ain't played that many games. He played since when Cresswell was in. Oh yeah, six. I reckon. Yeah. Nick, I'll, give him, yeah I'll give him a six because my like, even though he's done all right, but my abiding memory of him is West Brom away when he kicked the ball up in the air. Literally up in the air. Oh, yeah. I and an ball, ball, ball as well. Yeah, so... Yeah, to be so, fair, I forgot about them. <laughs> I forgot about both of them. You just said... He was but, yeah, that day. But six, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went I went for six as well because I think he's been all right. He's not been as bad as everyone make, makes out, but he's never going to get in there ahead of Crestwell, is he? No. Nah. Uh, right, now my hero, Pedro Obiang. All right, Jay, let's just clear the deck for you to go for it, shall we? What, what, what do you expect me to say? I'll give, I'll give him an eight. I'll give him an eight. Definitely. Kings? I'd, I'd probably go nine, mate, because, again, he's not he's one of the players who hasn't really put a foot wrong, mate. Yeah. And he's he's been involved in pretty much everything good we've created. So, yeah, I'd go nine. I'd give him a ten purely for kicking pie out of the group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. quality. Yeah, no, but, uh, no I'd, on, on a serious note, I'd give him ten because I think he... He doesn't do the stuff that gets loads of headlines and plaudits and stuff, but I read a stat today that he's got highest uh, ball winning, well, however you say it, ball tackles, winning, yeah. yeah, tackles success percentage in the Premiership, which is some stat. And he, ju- he just, he does remind me of like a little pit bull. He just like goes and seeks out the ball and then he just like, his, his distribution's really good as well. His range of passing. Yeah, his distribution's quality. And I think... I, he's bit... Go on, Kings. He, pick, he picks people out, doesn't he? Like when he and he, he's good at switching a play as well. Like yeah. the amount of times he's been defending, maybe in a left back position or just in front of our, one of our full backs, and he's just 
pinged the ball across the pitch to yeah. feet. He, he's done it quite a few times this year. So, yeah, he's, he's been one of our solid performers. And I do, I do love Noble, of course I do, but I do worry for him when Kiate gets back. I don't think there's any way he can drop Obie in favour of Noble. Right, yeah, move on. Let's, let's move on. So I just said him anyway, Noble. Let's move on to Noble this season. Uh, ratings out of 10? I'll go 6. 6. Nick? Mm. Um, I'll, I'll go with a 5 because I just think it hurts me to say it, but his time sort of come a little bit now, I think. Just I think he's been killing us this year a little bit. He slows the game down so much. Yeah. And I'd much rather have Czech and um, and I'll be on, in the centre mid together. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you. And I think last year as well, was it last season at the bowling, I think that spurred him on. Yeah. A lot definitely. to be that, that performer. And obviously, you know, he's still not done with half of the club. Do you know what I mean? And you, you know, and we'll, we'll probably never sell him or anything like that. And you don't want to see him sold. But no. for me, he's not an automatic starter for me no. anymore. No. Like I said, it hurts me to say it, but it's just, he's the place where Karen and Tetsch go to die at the moment, I think, a little bit. So, yeah. I don't, be, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised he does go in the summer. That wouldn't surprise me, you know? Yeah. I don't think he would. Unless the club wanted to get rid of him, I don't think he would go. Yeah. Uh, I, I went for five as well because I just think like I think it's just catching up with him, everything. The uh, Premiership's catching up with him, so and there's there's good players around him which sort of like highlights his ability more or his lack of ability now. Uh, yeah. Milton Fernandez. From what I've seen, about I, I, I don't know. it's a hard one because he hasn't actually played that many games, has he? No. Uh, I'll go a six again, really, just because I don't I think I've seen enough of I mean, the goal against Chelsea was unbelievable and he looks dangerous, but it's not enough for me to give him a higher one, if you know what I mean. So I'm yeah. sort of on the fence there. Yeah. I'd go seven. I, I really quite like him. For a young kid, every time he's coming, he's done all right. Yeah. He's I'm, raw, really. He's yeah. raw. Yeah. I've gone for seven as well, because I think he, a central midfielder, but he is quite exciting, the runs he makes. So uh, I think I think there's a lot to come from him. Uh, Lanzini? I, I, I'd, eight. Go, I'd go eight. Bang on. Yeah, eight. Eight, I reckon. Yeah. Eight. Is it, is it, is it, go on, Nick. There's a point that I've raised, but to me, he looks, this season he looks physically stronger. Yeah. He don't look like he's going to get shoved off the ball hardly enough. So, um, and, I, and I think he's going to flourish in the second half of the season. Let Pyatt's gone. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to step I, up. I actually think as well, like when there's a lot of games where he was taking off Lanzini and keeping Pyatt on the pitch, and for yeah, me, no, he should have been no, the other no. way around. He should have been taking off Pyatt and leaving Lanzini on because he yeah. was doing a lot more running and graft than Pyatt was. That's the point so, I wanted yeah, to make. That he's, yeah. I've, I've given him an eight so far, but I think the best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, he's gonna he's gonna flourish now without Pyatt yeah. in the team because he's gonna be that main man, isn't he now? And he's got age on his side, and he's only twenty three. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly that, mate. Yeah, we mentioned Pyatt, so let's move on. What do you think of Pyatt? None. <laughs> None. Zero. Big fat zero from me. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I might actually write that down. <laughs> this is, that's, he's not even getting a number, he's just getting a four-letter word. Yeah. Charlie uh, Uniform November Tango, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to rate him either, but I mean, obviously, if, if you... I know it's difficult, but if you put sort of all the stuff that's gone on the past couple of weeks aside, his performance this season haven't actually been great. All right, he scored that wicked goal against Middlesbrough, but he's just, that, he's just not looked interested. Even, the the even, Rabona assist for Antonio's goal yeah, in Brock for that was something yeah. special. 
Even though I'm not going to give him even a high praise for the free kick against Liverpool. So I think Clever uh, should have yeah. stopped that. Yeah. Yeah, but, so yeah. I mean, he, he ain't looked interested this season, has he? Can we move on from that one, please? We, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of that one. Let's move, let's move on to someone equally as poor. Divisive. Yeah. Equally as controversial, Gokhan Tor. Do you know what? We, I haven't actually seen enough of him. I've only got that assist, didn't he, for uh, Antonio's winner against Bournemouth. Yeah. And it was good to be fair, it's a good cross, but like, he had a lot of fucking time. Yeah. To, and, that, and that's the only really thing I've seen of him. Like, he looks well overweight and he don't look fit enough. So he looks like he's been eating some of them Turkish kebabs, so let's put it that way. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's definitely, definitely don't take no salad on them kebabs, does he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, um, what are your ratings? I reckon, I'll, I'll go six, though, just because he's, he, I don't know. So it's just my gut saying six for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it's because oh. I look a bit Turkish and there's a bit of an alliance <laughs> there. But... <laughs> I'll go I'll go six as well. Six. I've gone just, three because I just literally... I, there's, there's, you, <laughs> you've got an irrational hatred of him, Jack. Are you I am. It's, it, it's just, I don't know, it's... It's just so long ago now that I can't even like find my words, but it's... For a winger, the most yeah, he ain't played for a while, is he? Yeah, the most important thing yeah. to do is beat a man, and I just think his inability to do that. And the, he he knew for a long time that he was coming to West Ham, so surely he should have got himself into some shape to be ready for the Premiership. And he must have been, been in better. Oh, Derby are beating Leicester, by the way, in the FA Cup. Just oh. as a um, fantastic. Um, I just think Phillips must rate him at some point because he had him at Bishop Day. Yeah. Right, boys, let's, let's literally just... Cause we're running out of time on this podcast. It's creeping over. It's getting it, long. Yeah. This has been a long one, isn't it? I ain't listened to, I ain't listened to a longer one, I don't think, of you boys. <laughs> no. All right. Let's run through the last ones and literally, don't worry about the description, just give them ratings. So, Mikko Antonio. My ammo is season 10. 10. Yeah, I'll go 10. Yeah, 10. 10. So, that's, that's a clean sweep on that one. Uh, for Gooley. Five. Not done enough for me. Six, six. Six. So, yeah, I've gone six as well. Andy Carroll? Uh, nine. When he got Eight. six, he's amazing. Yeah, I've gone nine as well. Sacco? Uh, uh, seven. Not on the play, picture is he? Yeah. yeah, not on the pitch enough. I'll go safe six. Yeah, I've gone six as well. Andre, are you? Five. Not, not, done, not done enough to justify his price tag. Six, I'll go as well. I ain't seen enough of him, but I don't think he's he's a decent player. Yeah, I've gone six as well. Uh, Fletcher. Oh, <laughs> uh, again, six, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, he's done yeah. a young, young kid, put himself about, done all right, six. Yeah, six. Yeah. Uh, and last two, Kaleri and Zaza. Five each. Not good Zaza, yeah, five, five for both, I suppose. Did, did, did you mention uh, Miss Cecchiati? Oh, fucking dang. hell. We've, we've got, we've got an um, error. King, <laughs> you need to come on this podcast every week, mate, to sort us out. Because I was waiting to say that if Brian Winston Reid, he was probably, he'd probably be getting a solid 10 from me. So, yeah. I thought I'd, I'd, how I'd give him a nine. I'd give him a nine. He's your main player. He's a, for me, he's the first name on a team sheet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, he, for he me. Been, I don't know. I literally co- copied, and pasted, copied and pasted this from like BBC Sport or something. <laughs> and it's just for some reason not had him in. But uh, Nick, you've gone nine kings. What have you gone? I've gone ten. Ten. I think he's our first name on a team sheet. Him and Reed together, I think. Yeah. yeah, ten. 
I think 10, and the thing that m- makes it to a 10 for me, aside from his performances, is the way he pulled Pyatt to one side in training yeah. as well. I think Absolutely, mate. Testament to the man. Uh, right, Especially that, that, that was, was all over wages, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the, the strength for the Euro to the Sterling for the pound of that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's yeah. move on to another feature that we like doing weekly. Uh, former Hammer Weekly. This week is Julian Forbear. Love him. Of course. Go on, Julian. I actually see him coming out of um, one of the media rooms uh, the last game I went to. I just cut the kids with him. Yeah, yeah I, did see him. I, did actually, birthday, I didn't say I loads of money for him, but I did see him. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a pointless fact. But... Nice, decent. Uh, he joined West Ham on the 1st of July 2007 on a five year contract, but then ruptured his Achilles in pre season. He was out for about six months, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah. What made him to Ramble Come on, guys, quickly. What, what? what made him to sign him? Curbs, what made him to sign Julian? Yep, well done. Okay. It was Curbs, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know. Curbs signed all them players, didn't he? All them injured, injured. He got Parker, Bellamy when they was all injured, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Dyer. Yeah. He fucking, how, many, how, many, how many times did he actually play for us? That's not, not. Yeah, uh, so embarrassing. He finally, uh, Forbear finally made his debut against Fulham in t- January 2008. He made 89 league appearances over a five year period, scoring twice. Since leaving us, he's gone on to Ilagispor in uh, Turkey, back to Bordeaux, on to Kilmarnock, where he got released, and now he's at Inter Turku in Finland. He's recently joined there. And obviously, the most famous story is the one about him falling asleep around Madrid's bench. And he done an interview about it. And he put, if you do anything wrong, they always do a story. All I did was take a deep breath and close my eyes for 10 seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I love Julian. He still covers the games now, as Kingsley just said. He still, he's, he still like professes to be a West Ham fan on, on all, yeah. social, on yeah. all social and media. He, and and he, he, did, he did play for Real Madrid for a season as well, so... It can't, it can't be that bad. He was like he was on the verges of the French squad, weren't he, before he joined us? So there must have been something yeah. about him. <laughs> so as you put that claret and blue shirt on, any talent just drains away. Maybe it was that thing though. Like, <laughs> once you pick up like a long term injury, it like does fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, but... we've uh, we've got a question in from uh, KDM forty nine. Will the estimated one hundred and twenty two net profit be reinvested in the team as we were promised? Uh, yeah, from the if, bo- from the bowling ground, this is good. Yeah. From, if if not, do you hold David Gold and David Sullivan accountable? Well, yeah, because they control the money, didn't they? So, yeah. I mean, do, you've do got you to, for me, you've got to go out. It should be if it, like, for me, you've got to go out and spend half that. Yeah. I'd spend off. half. I'd spend half of it on just the striker to be yeah. just the world class. Go out and spend sixty mil if you it have to. Just to yeah. It comes back to my theory. They're just going to keep us ticking over and ticking over until they get a price that they want. And I think I think we're going to be sold on, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to keep us... The, the thing is, like, yeah, we are. We're a potential good investment for that. But at the end of the day, mate, we don't own our stadium. So is a, is a foreign investor or some chic prince or billionaire going to come over and buy a club that doesn't actually own their stadium? Great this is what I have a conversation with all the time. Like, like, you know, it's not so they could, you know, we know we've had all the issues with Stuart in, in, in all through the season, but it all boils down to it's not our stadium, it's not actually all down to the club, it's actually a lot down to the Olympic Committee or whoever they are. Man, yeah. and they're the people pulling the strings. So, but that's that's the dream, I think, for all, everyone. You want to be, you want like a chic masseur to come in and buy you out and take you on to that next level, don't you? You, you I think you that's what we all want, Kings. You definitely want a chic masseur to come in, don't you? 
A cheap monsieur. Quite <laughs> a cheap monsieur. <laughs> a cheap monsieur, yeah. Cheap monsieur, whatever you fucking know. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> this, this has been quite a good podcast. Let's sum it up anyway. Uh, as we do every week, my fiance Rose is running a London Marathon in April. Uh, she's doing it for breast cancer care. So if you want to get involved with that, www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash rose dash shepherds to donate. You've got quite a while, so but any support is appreciated. Uh, this podcast is run in association with... Actually, no, before that, sorry, Kings, oh. there's something you want to give a shout-out to, isn't there? No, well, the website's closed, Jack. That was it. I think the website's closed. It's just uh, we, we was having a vote from the beautiful, the best-looking baby, and it was... But I can't... I ain't got the link, and I think the, the competition's closed now, mate. But cheers anyway, I appreciate yeah. it. That's right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a retrospective vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 we know she's going to win to us so yeah, yeah, she's, she's always going to be the winner, winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. but anyway this podcast is running in association with Football Purist which you can get out on Twitter the joint pod, uh, Twitter for this podcast is at GetHammeredFP my personal one is Jackie Davis Nick's is Wheelchair Sheen Kings do you want to give a shout out to your uh, Twitter it's uh, Kings with a Z F 26 Kings F 26 so if you want it for, so I might gain a few more followers on Twitter. Yeah, no, <laughs> probably outrageous we, uh... opinions. You might lose a few, mate. I might lose. I might lose all of them, mate. <laughs> I got many as it is. <laughs> when we release this podcast, we'll uh, tag Kings in it anyway, so you can follow him. Off the back of that, uh, you can get us uh, uh, on Facebook at Nick and Jack Davis, respectively. And obviously, you can get Kings Kings Finch on Facebook. Our website is www.footballpurist.com, where you can get all of our previous podcasts. Including that one with Jack Collison, which is well worth a listen. Nick, do you want to quickly plug the other podcasts? Um, no, I'll, 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 well, Stubby's time and all the all this stuff that I mentioned before. But if if you're about, um, if you go on iTunes, give us a five star rating, please. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes us more popular, makes us more appreciated. So we don't ask for a lot, but a five star rating on iTunes would be very much appreciated. And yeah. I'd just like to thank Kings for coming on. Yeah, pleasure, gents. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a yeah. It's been a it's been a good laugh. I've been saying it you know, for a while, but and, uh, yeah, I'm glad I've done it. It's been, it's been yeah. a good laugh. Hopefully, we'll we get you on before the end of the season, mate. Yeah, we'll have to get you on again. Yeah, soon. definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, chaps. No, <laughs> perfect. Cheers, cheers, boys. All right, see you later.